0: Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. I wanted to go over a, a, a brief portion of... the first chapter of Ephesians with you tonight because it's something that's uplifting and positive. You know, we we sometimes allow the Christian life to be a bunch of do's and don'ts, and I feel guilty, and I have sinned, and how am I going to overcome this in my life? And all of those things are really, really important. But there are times when God wants us to be lifted and encouraged and to know that it's not about all of the things that we do but it's about the blessing of God that he intended for us to walk in. And so we're going to look at a little bit of that tonight in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Now, when they got this letter, no doubt they were thinking that it was going to be a letter of correction because those were, frankly, the kinds of things that Paul had to send and did send to so many of the churches. But that wasn't what they got. This is a letter that, that positively uplifts and blesses believers. And I hope that it will bless you and encourage you tonight. One theologian has said, when properly taught and receptively read, Ephesians is a spiritual bombshell. It radically changes the way Christians see God, themselves, and the world. Would you like to do that tonight? Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. Let's read out of Ephesians chapter 1. All praise to God. The King James says, blessed be God. And we'll talk about that in a moment. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. I'm working off the back screen tonight, and I told Pastor Tim, I said, you know, I'm going to go as long as I can till I... So, yeah, that's all right. Let me, let me find where we're at. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. He chose us for that. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That's what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for his glorious grace, the grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. And God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven, that's the angelic realm, and everything on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and makes everything work out According to his plan. His plan for what? To redeem us and bless us. So let's take a quick look at what Paul says through this letter to the Ephesians is God's cosmic plan of salvation. The first thing is that because we are in Christ, we are blessed. That's the first word. Blessings begin with God because God is blessed. Ephesians 1.3, all praise to God. Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Blessings begin with God because He is blessed. God blesses us because He's good. And only God is good. Look at Mark 10. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. By the way, for those of you that, for that verse that throws you a little bit, Jesus is basically saying, why are you calling me good? Only God is good. I'm God. I'm good. Get it? All right. So only God is good. God is good because he can be nothing else. James 1. So don't be misled, my brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift Coming down to us from God our Father, who created all the lights in heaven, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. God is good. He cannot be anything else. And so he brings good to our life because of that. God is good and fully blessed, so he loves to bless us with every spiritual blessing. Ephesians 1.3, blessed be, blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with many spiritual blessings. Does that sound like good news so far? Does that sound like a cumbersome way to live? Oh, it's a great way to live. God has blessed us. Number two, we are chosen. Friends, if you are a Christ follower tonight, I want you to find the joy in remembering, in knowing that God chose you. He chose you. You didn't choose him. You didn't luck into it. You didn't get your arm twisted into it. God chose you. Of all the people in the world, God chose you. You are not on the outside of God's kingdom, he chose you. Think about that for a second. Psalm 33, what joy for the nation or for the people whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. You were chosen, 1 Peter 2, but you are not like that. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, set-apart nation, God's very own, I'll put the word in there, chosen Possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. The good, there's that goodness word again. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's, I'll put the word in again, chosen people. He chose you. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. You are chosen. You are wanted. You are sought after. God came after you. He wants you. You're chosen. Is that a hard life to live? No. It's a great thing. Another word for chosen is favored. We use that word every once in a while. Highly favored. That simply means that there's extra blessing in our lives because we're chosen. It means finding favor, gaining approval and acceptance. It's special spiritual blessings because we are chosen and special, a chosen people. You haven't just been selected to be on a team. You've been selected for extra blessings. Look at John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me, he's speaking of Jesus, is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all received. We have received the blessing of God, the favor of God, out of the fullness of the grace of Christ. Grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Not just enough grace, abundant grace poured into your life because you're chosen. Because that's what God wanted for you. And we live in that grace. And when we do, favor flows. The favor of God lives in our life because we were chosen to receive his blessings. How else do you explain the existence of people being able to overcome sin? It's the blessing of God, the grace of God. How else do you explain miracles? It's the grace of God flowing in people's lives. How do you explain a church filled with imperfect, flawed people walking forward and doing the work of the ministry. It's the goodness and the grace and the favor of Christ and you, and you, and you, and you, and you you were chosen for it. It was God's good pleasure to do that for you. It's not about keeping the rules. It's not about measuring up. It's about being loved and chosen by God. It has to be God. It has to be God. The third thing about God in our lives is that it gives us purpose. Now, sometimes we feel like we don't have a purpose or God, we don't know what God's purpose is for our life. There are many things that are a part of his purpose for all of us collectively, but also things that are his purpose for us individually. And, and Ephesians 1, Paul gives us one of those things. Verse, verse number six, it says, so because of all of that, We praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on those of us who belong to his dear son. He says, Paul is saying that God's goodness is tied to his ultimate purpose that he has, that we might glorify and bring him genuine, authentic praise. Is that all right with you? Is it all right with you that God blessed you and chose you and did all sorts of great things for you so you could bring glory to him? Hey, I'll take that deal any day. And that's part of God's purpose that we may declare God's goodness to the world. So there is something that God wants from us. Aha! Yes, there is. But it's not something that we have to do, it's something that we want to do because of God's goodness to us. Look at 1 Peter 2. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Here's that reason, so that you may declare the praises of him who called you, who chose you, who brought you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. He wants us to honor him, and so he blesses us and does things in our lives so that he's glorified. Who gets glorified when a sinner's life is transformed into something wonderful? God does. The sinner doesn't do it. God does it. And so God gets the glory for it. That's a part of his purpose for you. How many of you are glad you are not who you used to be or what you used to be? Guess who gets the credit for that? God does. Thank you. You're listening. I appreciate that. God gets the credit for that. That's a part of his plan. So that others will see in you what God has done and what it means to be chosen of God so that they will glorify him and follow him too. Isn't that a great thing to be a part of? Listen, so far, is there anything difficult about this? Is there anything cumbersome about this? No. This is a great life, and it's the, it's, the, it's the life that God wanted us to have so that we could say it's him. It's from him. Take a look at what the message says, and it sums it up so nicely. This is the section that we read, but it says it just a little bit differently. How blessed is God, and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to high places of blessing in him, in Jesus. Long before he laid down the earth's foundations, he had us in mind. Long before this world was created, he had you in mind. He'd already chosen you long before the world was made to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago... He decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved Son. And because of the sacrifice of the Messiah, his blood poured out on the altar of the cross, we're a free people, free from the penalties and punishments chalked up by all of our misdeeds. And not just barely free either. abundantly free. He thought of everything, provided for everything we could possibly need, letting us in on the plans he took such delight in making. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in Jesus, in him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose. He's working out in everything and everyone. Beloved, you are chosen, you are wanted, you are blessed because of what Christ did for each and every one of us so that we may bring him glory and others may see his glory through us. When you get God, when you see things from his cosmic perspective, the Christian life changes because it's not about following all of the rules and stopping smoking cigarettes and not say, saying naughty curse words and going to R-rated movies. And th- It's not what the Christian life is about. The Christian life is about living in the blessing of God, a chosen person that God pours his blessing into so that he may be glorified through all he does back to Ephesians 1, 4, it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Friends, I don't know about you, but when I serve a God like that, I don't worship him and praise him and give him glory because I have to. I do it because I want to do it because he's worthy of it. So so let that rise up inside of you every time we gather in this place to worship God. Let that let that understanding of the goodness and the graciousness of God well up inside of you and sing out and speak out God's praise for all your worth. And don't just do it here at church during a worship service. Do it at home and do it in the car. I love to do I love to drive down I-75. Take my hands off the wheels. And just worship the Lord for just like two seconds. It just so totally freaks people out. So don't do it for a super long period of time, but uh, yeah, don't be like me. Just, but, but the point is, worship God whenever that wells up inside of you. And I hope that it will well up inside of you often because it's such a wonderful thing. The message says it this way, Romans 12. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, the best in you. God chose you. God blesses you. God wants to bring out the best in you. He's a good God, and so he does good things in our lives. Are you a little bit more encouraged than you were when you walked in the door? I am too. God is good. Here's the big point. Everything in our life is an opportunity to honor Jesus and to give him praise for what he's done in our lives and in the lives of other people. Want to know what, the meaning, what meaning your life has? Here's the meaning that your life has. We were chosen to receive something, chosen to receive something to accomplish a purpose, the purpose of bringing God glory. That means in seasons of blessing, we honor him. In seasons of difficulty and sorrow, we honor him. We're not just in it for the blessings because he is the treasure, he is the good, and we honor him for who he is in our lives. Number four, we are also verses seven and eight tell us redeemed, bought back. It's an interesting word. Verse seven and eight. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Redeemed is God's way of saying he won't let our shortcomings be the end of our story. He won't let our failures define us. But he will take the mess sometimes that we make of our life, as well as the good things that are in our life, and he will mold it together to redeem and restore a perfect, beautiful life for us. Now, we know that one day when we're in heaven, he'll do that permanently and fully and completely. But he's at work doing that even now because that's what God does. We are redeemed. There are three words for redemption in the Old Testament, but the one that, that is in here has to do with buying a slave and taking them out of the slave market and making them free people. That's what Christ did for us. In in redeeming us, he took us out of slavery and made us free. How is that possible? Well, sin is represented as slavery. And sinners in the Bible are represented as slaves. Look at what John 8, 34 says. Jesus said, I'll tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. Have you ever felt like a slave to sin? I have. But Jesus came so we would no longer be slaves. He redeemed us. He paid us out of slavery so that we could live for him. True freedom, true freedom is available for us. It was purchased for us. We were chosen for that. It's a part of this big, wonderful plan that God has. God's love and goodness would not leave us in our sins. Revelation 13 tells us that we, uh, before we were even created, God anticipated our need for redemption, our need for salvation. Revelation 13, all the people, all the people who belonged to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. But First Peter 1 tells us, but you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it wasn't paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him, Talk about being chosen. God chose you. God chose him to be your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he's been revealed for your sake. God's sincere desire is to set us free. Long before our world even was made, God had a plan to redeem us from our failures. You might be here tonight. You feel like a failure. I want to tell you, Part of the blessing of God is that he came to redeem you from your failures, to make you new, to take you out of that and to place you into a place of great blessing and great honor. God came before all of this took place. He came up with a plan to redeem us and to work everything out. The the next thing that we're told in this scripture is that we are sealed. Ephesians Ephesians 1, 13. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit. By giving you the Holy Spirit, he identified you as his by giving you the Holy Spirit. By placing the Holy Spirit in you, you are identified as his. That's a seal. It's like a seal put on something that says, this is mine. Don't take it. You are identified by the seal of the Holy Spirit. Verse 14, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. And here it is again. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. I don't know about you, but I don't have a problem doing that, given all that Christ has done for us. Look at what the message says about it. It says, it's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, the message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God, which is the first installment on what's coming, a reminder that we will get everything God planned for us, which is a praising and glorious life. Notice how Paul, by the way, is bringing the Trinity into, into this cosmic plan that, that God has. The Father plans and chooses, the Son sacrifices and gives his life, and the Holy Spirit seals the deal. What does it mean to be sealed? It means to belong to, to have a sign of ownership upon you. It's also a witness of genuineness, it authenticates, it says, This is the real deal. Let me tell you something. One of the reasons God places the Holy Spirit in you and seals you with the Holy Spirit is so that on those days when you wonder, is this real? Is this real? Have I really done this? Am I really walking in the goodness and grace? Because God? God really, there's a seal on you that tells you and everybody else, it's real. It's real. And it's yours. It's the blessing of God. That's why the ministry of the Holy Spirit in you is so vital. We need to let him do his work to, to verify and to declare through us the goodness of God. The Holy Spirit helps confirm that Jesus in your life is the genuine deal, and you are the genuine deal. So what does it all come together to? It means that God is bringing everything together in our lives so that we can glorify him. It means he's working on us on every level. He's he's beneath us and around us and over us, and he's, he's everywhere in our lives that we need him to be, and it's all gonna come together in Jesus. Did you notice that in all that Paul talked about, all of it had to do with Jesus and what he did for you and what he did for me? It's Christ alone, all wrapped up in Jesus, We won't take time to go back and read the verses, so I'll summarize it for you. Verse 3 tells us that in him, Jesus, all blessings flow. Verse 4 tells us that he, God, through Jesus, chose us. We are chosen. Verse 5 tells us that we're adopted into God's family by, through, because of Jesus. Verse 6 tells us that God has poured out his grace on us because of Jesus. Verse 7 tells us, in Jesus, we are redeemed. We have redemption. And verse 11 says, in Jesus, we have an inheritance kept for us, a blessing. It's in Christ alone. It's all wrapped up in Jesus. Friends, it's not about the rules. It's not about trying harder. It's not about trying to learn more so that we can get this life together. It's about resting in the blessing that God wanted to give to us The blessing is Jesus and he's yours and he chose you and he came after you and he provided for you and he lives in you and we can rejoice and honor the Lord and give him praise. We've been blessed and chosen and given purpose and meaning, redeemed and set free from slavery to sin and death, sealed to assure us and to to assure everyone else that it's real. And the result is that Christ is glorified. Can you live with that? I can too. What's our response? Rejoice in it. Live in it. Bask in it. Give God glory. Will you bow your heads in prayer as we get ready to dismiss? Let me tell you something. The first thing, maybe you're here tonight. Well, you are here tonight. But if you're here tonight and you you haven't taken that first step. You don't have what I just talked about, but you can because God chose you and ordained that you should walk with him. And so right now, right where you are, ask him to forgive you of your sins. Tell him that you believe and ask him to be the Lord of your life. If you'll do that, then all of these blessings, the blessing of being chosen and blessed and and given a purpose can be yours tonight if you'll do that. For everyone else, will you... Allow the Holy Spirit to confirm in you anew that not only is your salvation real, but that there is a call upon your life, there's a purpose in your life, there's blessing in your life, and that that God is even now in the process of redeeming everything that's lost or broken in your life and replacing it with blessing. And ask him and allow him to do that right now. Lord, as we go from this place tonight, we thank you so much for choosing us We're not on the outside, we're on the inside. We're on the inner track, not because of anything we've done or deserved, but because you planned on it and you chose us and you provided it all. And we walk and we rest in your blessing tonight as we go from this place, it's real. And it's good because you are good. And we give you the glory for it all tonight as we do it in Jesus' name, amen, amen. The Lord bless you, see you next time. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8, 15 and 10, 45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.